Came in this game with straight flame, so you know my expectations, dog. An entertainer solely for my entertainment, dog. Cause whoever see my story try to trace it and get stuck in the matrix, trying to pace a case as cases on. College, but long way from the dinner chasing. Reiteration of Miles Davis in his generation. Penetrating your ears with something kinda new. PT Dove released, the competition felt kinda blue. See these not progressing, they not forward-minded. I full rewind and reflect on how I got behind it. Used to think I make money off atmospheric science, but I think I'll leave it to my music to go and change the climate. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll leave it there, I'll leave it there. Cause you, 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 got, the, you got the jaw dropped, I'll leave it. Welcome to the Hardwood Podcast, a program dedicated to sharing ideas, thoughts, and voices of respected professionals in environmental studies that care about diversity, equity, and inclusion. They all have lived and have work experiences that add to their outlook and understanding of diversity, equity, and inclusion. And we on the Hardwood Podcast are committed to sharing the voice as well as making space for others to ponder our dialogues. Today, I get to interview Miles Braxton, a young business development analyst for Soul Customer Solutions, which is based in Washington, D.C. And let me tell you though, he has the experience of a seasoned professional. Miles came to visit with FES this fall with a presentation called Young, Gifted, and Black, where he talked about building inspiration by combining entrepreneurship and sustainability. And he really brought it. In this episode though, he not only shared his ideas of entrepreneurship and sustainability, he also shared his own origin story in the energy space. He also provided future directions for the field, but I have to save the best for last. If you listen, when you get to the end of our conversation, we provide something that only those who love hip hop can truly appreciate. We exchange bars, everyone. And you even get to hear his story of when he went on tour with Blackstar. That's right, Yasin Bey, AKA Most Def, and Talil Kweli. So this individual is about to share some wonderful truth and also a lot. And I think you're gonna get a lot from his story. And as always, send your thoughts and feedback to thomas.easley at yale.edu and let us know if there's someone or some topic that you'd like to hear on future episodes. Please enjoy Miles Braxton on today's episode of the Hardwood Podcast. Interviewing, but hey, Miles, man, hey, man, glad to have you here, man. Hey, thank you, man. It's glad yeah. to be here. I really appreciate the hospitality that you all provided this last couple of days, so thank you. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. We up here at the Yale School of Forestry and Environmental Studies, and yes, I brought a guy up here last night, gave this wonderful talk on, has a powerful title, Young, Gifted, and Black. <laughs> you know, I like that because I'm also black, you know, so I'm, I just, I'm proud when I see, you know, uh, you know, to see us, you know, walk in that and you definitely, you know, represent that brother. Appreciate that. Yes, sir. And so, man, look, you know, let's go on and get into it. Sure. You know, here you are, male, you're visiting with us, you know, mm -hmm. and um, you, we still don't see a lot of us in these spaces. When I say these spaces, you know, I'm talking environmental spaces, I'm talking forestry spaces, natural resource spaces. You know, so before we get into like what you do, I'm curious, how did you get interested? Yeah, that's a great question. Yes, please. Like, you, if you could take yeah. me from like day one, because I was enjoying you yesterday yeah. anyway. So I, I think they yeah. need to hear what I got to hear. Yeah, okay. Uh, for sure, right. for sure. So. Um, I was I definitely got interested in sustainability and engineering really at a, a young age um, and I had a lot of influences in in STEM uh, science technology engineering math okay. that, that really um, 
that really kind of showed me the way and uh, really wanted me to be involved in, in sustainability work and because that's just really was the you know the next step it was the the next step for for humans in general you know is mm, you know okay. um, so in 2013 my junior year in high school uh, my math teacher actually bought a Chevy Volt and at the time, like buying a Chevy Volt, that's like getting a Tesla today, you know, uh, getting, getting, getting right. a luxury yeah. Tesla. You said 2013? 2013, oh, he had a completely electric vehicle. Woo. And uh, every day he would come in on the chalkboard and he put a tally mark for every day he didn't have to go get gas. Okay. And it was maybe like three weeks in and it was like one, uh, half of the chalkboard was filled with tally marks and he couldn't even use that side of the chalkboard because so we started um he was also the robotics teacher so we had already had a relationship through that um a brother and um he he really made it an emphasis um for people that were interested that hey like let's let's talk about this and see you know what uh science and what you know uh analysis we can do behind this to kind of um, see how this is affecting global warming. Just, just my, just my car. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot, not a lot of people, and especially not a lot of students of color, have that influence. And, and people who are really kind of guiding them through this sustainability field, and you know what what global warming is, and and how that, and how we affect it at, at such a young age. So um, yes. I was really thankful for that. So we we was uh, me and my boy William would stay back um, after school and do like different calculations to see how much uh, he was uh, contributing to or lessening greenhouse gas emissions in the city, in the state, yes. um, in the country. And then, mm-hmm. okay, if there were uh, 10,000 Mr. Stevens, how would this affect global warming on a global scale? So mm-hmm. like just stuff like that, mm-hmm. that I was already doing in high school, it just really got me interested in, in sustainability and trying to make a difference. And I yes. wanted to kind of shape my career around that. So. When I got to uh, UVA, my first year, um, my my first year, I majored in electrical engineering, and my uh, I was in a lab with uh, Dr. Mool Gupta, who is like the father of photonics. He was world-renowned uh, photonics researcher, okay. and uh, we were making uh, we had a. So we were making perovskite, which is like, uh, <clears throat> it has a certain atomic structure um, and then layered over certain uh, substrates, it was more efficient than most solar panels out. The problem was it graded so quickly. Um, so you couldn't, we were trying to find an application where um, if we can you know, actually keep this thing on this substrate and kind of turn this into a solar panel, like we'll, you know, we will increase solar efficiency by double. Um, so uh, we weren't able to do that, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I probably wouldn't be here talking to you now. No. If we were. <laughs> but, right. but uh, no, just, you know, experiences like those really um, helped shape my career. And it's like, okay, this is what I want to do. And this is what I'm passionate about. And um, it's one of those things where I'm not necessarily the person that that feels like I need to make an impact in my in my job or something like you know if they paying me enough I'm gonna be there I'm gonna show up, mm-hmm. um, but it's just it's a double-edged sword and it's really the best of both worlds that I can go into work and love what I do and I know that I'm also creating a, a sustainable impact and um, lessening our footprint here on Earth. So now you know what I wanted to thank you. Yeah. I just want to take a couple steps back now because sure. because now you brought us into. You, you, you've established well, your passion, you know, at least, you know, some of the, the genesis. Yeah. 
But then, uh, you know, but then you said something that hit me, you know, when you were talking about your teacher and you said a brother. So then I go, wait a minute, where is this brother from? Meaning you. Okay, so like me, oh, yeah. okay, so I'm from Birmingham, Alabama. Okay. And I can admit that it was, uh, it, it was well, teachers, period, but my black teachers in particular, you know, that really pushed me and, you know, kind of like held me down. Even I, I made some, some uh, difficult decisions too, you know, not so smart, and they still held me down. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm curious, you know, like, you know, maybe you wouldn't mind sharing, yeah. you know, you know, like, where, where are you from? And, mm -hmm. you know, why was that important to mention? Yeah. I, I, I know, I know. I'm just, you know, this, this <laughs> yeah, is for yeah. people who. No, no for okay. sure, for yeah. sure. So um, I'm from Richmond, Virginia. Went to middle school and high school in Richmond, Virginia. Um, so in both both schools were inner city public schools. Not a lot of funding. Um, not not a very good environment to be in. Um, I was in the International Baccalaureate program, IB, um, in high school. And uh, Mr. Stevens, my math teacher, uh, was really adamant about, okay, um, these are, <laughs> these are, this is, this is, What's, what's going on in the school, don't be involved in that. These are the people, the knuckleheads getting in trouble. Um, I'm gonna have robotics programs, I'm gonna have um, all this STEM-oriented uh, or, uh, organizations and, and activities mm -hmm. so that we can kind of um, filter out the, or we can lessen, lessen that. <laughs> um, so, and, and bring, actually get these kids doing something after school rather than going home and being on the streets doing nothing yeah doing knucklehead stuff so um, that was that was really impactful for me um, I do come from a, a an educated background I mean my my dad and my my mom and my stepmom or well my dad and my stepmom are lawyers um, and my mom is uh, she's a she's a professional a, a consultant so um, I do come from an educated family so I did see uh, college as a a necessary step and a, and a really big goal goal of mine um, and I also wanted to put my position myself in the position where I didn't have to pay for college so I was grinding every day uh, in, in high school to, to make that dream happen um, mm -hmm. so uh, I was I was fortunate that I had those role models at home yeah. too because a lot of a lot of people a lot of my friends did not mm -hmm. you know they, yes. they went home and they were encouraged to get into trouble you know mm -hmm. it was it was one of those. So oh, yeah. um, I was really fortunate that I had those role models at home, and that okay. really made a big difference. And I wanted to ask that, though, bro, because, um, you know, when we think of, like, if I was thinking of factors of success, mm -hmm. you know, factors that lead or contribute to, to, to success, you know, we know having a support system. Right. Then you had someone to look at, mm -hmm. okay, you know, that you can either look to, uh, you know, or at least go, I can check in with this person on my success because I see either that they're there or Mr. Stevens, mm -hmm. you know, who doesn't play obviously, you know, right. is also in right. my face and make sure that I have things to do. Mm -hmm. But then the fact that he was in particular so intentional about having these other programs and mm -hmm. I think about, you know, things that I, I've done and now we're doing that in New Haven. Right. You, know, you know, we're working with youth, uh, you know, youth of color in particular, but all youth are welcome. Uh, well, we're having, uh, we're, we're doing like music programs with them and poetry and, uh, but then also uh, like black history and Latinx history timelines. Like we're gonna learn how we got here, right. you know, right. make it fun. But then when they look at it, I still remember last year I had a um, young girl um, and I asked her in our program, Solar Youth is the name of the program. And I asked her, I said, hey, you intelligent. And she said, no. And so I asked her again and she said, no. 
And I said, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm asking you that because you're, you're answering me. I said, you're not telling the truth. And so I said, so I want to know where'd you learn that untruth from? You know, I didn't say lie because I don't want to. I would say, you lie. You know, she's untruth. Yeah. I said, she said, untruth. Oh, and I, she said, I learned it at school. That she wasn't intelligent. And I said, who told you that? And she said, a teacher. I went to the person in the program. I was like, we already see what part of the problem is right yeah. here. And I said, oh, every time you come to this program now, we met every Tuesday and Thursday. Mm -hmm. I said, you walk in here and you tell me that I'm beautiful and I'm intelligent. Do you, 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 you do that. I said, that's how you get in this room. You have to do that. By the end of the program, we did a concert upstairs here. Mm -hmm. She was one of the main ones to help them raise $56,000. Wow. Rapping about her intelligence. Wow. Two Nas. Wow. And the Cardi B. <laughs> wow. You know, but that just hit me, you know, but, I, but, but not to me, I'm just, you know, bringing it back to you. So, you know, I just wanted to just say that I appreciate you for, you know, just even identifying that. Are there any other factors, you know, that you, you know, would say, I mean, because obviously you went to UVA, you went to an outstanding institution, you, you know, you dominated, you did well there. You know, mm -hmm. just any other ones? Uh, yeah. Um, I'd say really, which probably helps me in my career now um, and kind of not necessarily the, the academic side of my career, but just the, the camaraderie and, and team ship that we do have uh, in, the, in the office culture. Um, sports helped me a lot. Um, so I played uh, basketball and baseball in high school, um, and uh, that, and I was captain of both teams. So that just leadership, like having those leadership abilities, really helped me um, kind of transition into UVA and transition into the corporate world. Because I mean, you are part of a team, um, and you know you have you know one goal or mm -hmm. a couple goals, and you know you're working together and try to as an efficient unit, try to try to hash out that. So um, I think just really that accountability and, and leadership that I learned in high school from from uh, from youth sports really, really helped me out today. OK. Yeah. OK, thank you for saying, you know, because sometimes we'll, you know, I think when it comes to, you know, athletes, you know, sometimes there's a, uh, especially in, in our community, because in a lot of ways, that's like our way out, or that's mm -hmm. one of our ways. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm proud to say that that's one of our ways mm -hmm. out. And, uh, and I never want to put shame light on that because that helps people feed his or her families or their right, families, you right. know, and, uh, and then you're using your body and you're doing anything. So, man, this is, this is outstanding. Yeah. Okay, so wait a minute. Okay, so now, here you are, corporate UVA, Richmond, STEM. Thank you, Mr. Stevens and mom, dad, and stepmom. <laughs> but I know you care about education. You know, you, you were also, like I said, I know you're intentional about everything that you say. I can tell <laughs> when you mentioned how it was, you know, growing up and where it was in the school. You know, do you so do, do you have a value? I mean, I know. Do you have a position around what education should do, provide? Is there a certain kind? Yeah. You know, any of that. I just wanted to kind of leave a broad, leave that open right there, and just. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I, I think yeah, the education is so important, especially. Um, public school education where um, you know you, you're not having students who are coming to school because they're paying for it they're coming to school because they're in a certain zone and and you know that's that's what they have to do um, I think that uh, you know teachers um, the teachers that I had were really great in doing the job that you know we're gonna encourage these students to show them that learning is fun and what you can do with this education and I think oh. sometimes that's where the public school system fails, especially in, in, the, in, in the inner city, um, is, you know, I'm, teachers are going in there like, okay, this is just my job, I don't like it, you know, everybody's always got an attitude, so 
um, I'm not going to do my best to cultivate um, a culture of learning. You know, I'm just going to throw out these assignments and, you know, if they get it done, good. If they don't, whatever, as one more assignment that I don't have to grade. I've literally heard teachers say that before. So um, it's, it's really important that um, the education is held at, at a really high level and um, high level of importance um, and, and really shown to students, okay, what can you do with this education? You know, this isn't, you're not just coming in here every day to have fun and, and hang out with your, with your friends. Um, this, is, this is really a, a, t a tool for success. Um, and I think a lot of my peers uh, in high school, middle school didn't understand that either, just because mm -hmm. it, wasn't, um, it, it wasn't portrayed very well to them um, mm. at, um, by the teachers. Um, and I think uh, I viewed it a little differently because I did have those role models at home. Um, okay. And being in the inner city school, uh, public school system, um, I think teachers have to know that, you know, not everybody is going to have the hold education to the same level of importance. Mm -hmm. um, so mm -hmm. maybe we need to preach about it a little more at school instead right. of just giving out assignments and expecting people to, to do it, not knowing their home situation or, or, or what have you. So um, mm -hmm. I really think, really think that's important to, to portray the not only educating, but educating students around what education is and how it can help them in the future. Oh, okay. Now, okay, so my, so my mom was a teacher. Okay. And so I, 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 I agree with everything you just said because I would watch her, I would go to school with her mm -hmm. and see her. I mean, my, my, my mom taught Ricky Smiley, you know, so oh, wow. she, you know, <laughs> taught the natural celebrity. And wow. he uh, brings her on stage when he does shows back home, wow. when he sees her and stuff like that, you know, so it's definitely awesome. legit. But he talks about what the teachers did. And what I noticed that when he talks about what they did, it, it, it leans into what you said. They didn't just educate. It's like they, you, you said, teach them what it is. Teach them the value of it, you know. Right. And my mom would always, she, she would say this and she still says it now. She was like, you know, it's one thing to do what they teach you in school. She was like, it's another thing to understand your community and what they taught you at home. Mm -hmm. So she was like, when I interacted with the kids, you know, she was like, and I, and I, she said, I can still do it now because I know how to. She taught me how to do it. She said, oh, I know how to get personal mm -hmm. and not cross the line, but cross the line if I need to, to help that student now. And I would watch her do that. I would wonder why she would take, if I couldn't wear a coat anymore, she would like, hey, can I get that? And I'd be like, oh, sure. <laughs> Then I wouldn't see it again. Then I go to school and then I see, oh, oh, he needed it. Oh, she needed it, you know. And so, you know, and so she didn't tell me what she did. She would let me see it. So then now here I am now. Here I am in my position. And now that's what I do. I go, okay, I give my clothes away. Right. You know, I give them away to our students here, you know, uh, who come in, even from around the globe. And I'll say it started, you know, from my mom. But then that whole part of connecting with people yeah. and bringing them in and like, hey, Hey, you're valuable. You're a part of this. Let me tell you what this is. You know, mm -hmm. that's how exactly. she was. So I mean, so I just, okay, you, okay. So now I don't feel bad for the discipline I got growing up. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mama's laying it down. <laughs> she was not. Like, she didn't. She hey. didn't play pop. I didn't even pop was a mathematician in the family, okay. man. But mom was the disciplinarian. She did not play. So, so let's see. I, I, I now I want to, you know, being that you've. You've brought us into how you got to UVA, you know, and now you're at Solar Developer. Mm -hmm. Last night at the session, I asked you a question about, you know, about that T word. I want to ask you again, yeah, uh, because I do believe that, you know, you, um, I think that ageism happens a lot in our industry. You know, people say someone's too young to understand, you're too old to be useful, yeah. um, and. 
I believe that when people get coming to an to come into into an organization, uh, depending on their perception, okay, of where they are, and some could say it could be based on age, it could be based on experience. I think it's based on experience. You know, I, I don't, I never think it's about the numbers. I'm always like, you know, where did he or she are they? You know, how how did they get here? I'm sure you've, uh, I'm, I know I have, I'm sorry, I keep doing that. I have been called a token, been asked about it, you know, because we, okay, okay, I was, okay, thank you, okay, I didn't want to walk with my poor assumption like that, okay, so it was a strong assumption. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and I'm curious, you know, uh, you know, brother, how, how would you address that? You know, how would you address this whole, do you feel like a token, are you a token? Or just tokenism, period. Because yeah. I know that we're not, mm -hmm. but I'm curious, how would you, how, how, how would you I mean, address that's that? A, that's a great question. Mm -hmm. um, and being the, the token black or, or whatever of a, of a company or, or any organization mm -hmm. um, is, is, you know, it's, it's a thing. You know, people, people do say, you know, they lower expectations for you mm -hmm. because you're, you're just a face and not necessarily a, a worker bee like everybody else. Um, and that's, that's really what the expectation is for you coming in. Um, and during my interviews, I, could kinda, I can kind of sense that as well. It's like, okay, um, they're not really asking me anything technical, um, which I would be glad to expound upon because that's my field and what I'm really interested in and what I prepared for this interview for. Um, and it was more of, let's try and get this guy in to add to our diversity and see what he can do from there. Um, and there are actually, uh, couple of uh, offers that I got that were, okay, we'll give you like a three month trial period to see how you adjust because it, there was just no confidence that I would actually excel in the work environment. And, um, and, and that's, that's like a joke to me now. Um, and just being in, there have been several people that have left the company I'm in Soul Systems now um, and have you know written letters like, Oh Miles, like we didn't expect you to be this uh, this talented and smart, and I was like, well, I was hoping that you know the interview and, and all that stuff I could actually kind of relay that to you, and I was hoping that's why you hired me. Wow. <laughs> um, and people have actually written that down. Wow. <laughs> so um, okay. the the idea of somebody being the the token black or or the token is is real, um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and people do people do feel that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Um, it's really up to us to negate that um, in every way possible. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it's nights where I don't leave the office until 10, 11 o'clock because right. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to work twice as hard, three times as hard as, as my peers, mm -hmm. um, just to prove, just to prove a point, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, and I shouldn't, shouldn't feel like I have to do that. Exactly. But, but you know what they say, we got to work twice as twice hard as for, half yeah, for, yeah, for, for half the success. So. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I really take that to heart and, and really try to try to implement that. Yes, sir. Yeah. I, I just want to say this for people who are listening, you know, that's uh, uh, because what you just described, bro, is so when I was in grad. So here's the thing. When I went to grad school, yeah, this is years ago now. So this will be early 2000s. You know, I'm in my 40s now. I had to go through the same thing. I, I, I went there the summer before and I went to Iowa State University. So, you know, go go clones, go cyclones. Okay. I went there the summer before to uh, to 
to do this summer program. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I had gradu um, I graduated, I had worked, so now I'm, you know, here. And part of it was just so that they could see my work, because the person mm -hmm. who brought me was like, yeah, you know, we're gonna make sure that you get an assistantship and everything. Mm -hmm. So I worked, I outperformed everyone in the program. Mm -hmm. Now it's time for school to start. I understand this stuff, and I, and I uh, worked in, a, in a genetics. And then when it was time to start, okay, well, we're going to let you in, you know, on a probationary period. And I'm like, okay, well, why? You know, we want to make sure that you'll be successful. You know, how oxymoronic is that? You're going to hold back. See, I want to point out the holes in these uh, mediocre systems. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So you want me to prove to you that I'll be mm -hmm. successful before giving me probably what I need to alleviate my mind so that I will be successful, right. which is a financial that support. Doesn't make any sense. Right. <laughs> and I know that the other people who have less qualifications than me, because when I, when I looked at my transcript, you know, I had to show them, like, you didn't look at that deep enough. I'm like, I know other people have not done what right. I've done. So I just want to say that, th like this, I don't want to call it a phenomenon because that's not what it is. Because nothing phenomenal about it, you know. This uh, reductive way of in of of uh, valuing and treating folks of color in these kind of spaces needs to stop uh, because folks of color have already proven, even though we didn't have to, how we work and how we show up right. in these spaces. You know, and and I just want to say thank you, you know, for doing such a great job. And I just hope the people are listening. You know, you hear that twice or three times is hard to be considered half or just as good. Mm -hmm. yep. And we shouldn't have to do that. And us being in the space, we've already done it because they don't even let us in the space <laughs> unless we've out, you know, right. like shown exactly. what we know, to be exactly. honest about that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm proud of you. I want you to keep doing what you're doing. And um, so you and I also have a common passion. Um, we care about sustainability. We care about our community, yes. you know, because I mean, you came here, you were speaking to our community last night. I noticed who was in the room. I was like, mm-hmm, yeah. black folk, brown folk, <laughs> I'm like, yep, yeah. you know, even in there, but you know, and there was some white, you know, like yeah. white students too. We have a great community here, That's I'll admit, awesome. student awesome. community, man. Yeah. And uh, you know, but I noticed who was in the room and I'm like, yeah, and it's right, like you should be here to listen to, to him. Mm -hmm. But I think we also have another passion. Yeah. Um, and I heard, I, I heard somebody got some bars, uh, <laughs> passion of hip hop. Yes, sir. You know, oh, yes, sir. Oh, you see, we got a sir on them, not sir, a sir. That's how you know it's official. Yes, sir. Okay. Who, uh, you know, I'm just going to say, you know what, uh, when I opened up, you know, I said Hip Hop Forester. Mm -hmm. So we are about to just turn this for the next, you know, let's say 10 minutes. Sure. We're going to switch the flow of this uh, because I believe for me, Hip Hop uh, has been a critical part of my success. Mm -hmm. Hip Hop, um, I, 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 I love the freestyle. I'm not going to challenge you to do that, you know, but, you know, if you want to, you know, I got you because, you know, I'm going to ask for some bars soon, you know, but. Make it some bars in the end. But, but the freestyle, yeah, you know, is moving on your feet. You did that last night, okay? Mm -hmm. And people say, oh, where did you learn that? I was like, hip-hop. Man, you're so charismatic when you're talking. You did that last night, too. You're so charismatic when you're talking to the crowd. It's like you're controlling the crowd. Where'd you yes. learn that? And I'm like, KRS-One, hip-hop. <laughs> right. You know, um, you speak so... I don't do it articulate. I can't stand that, you know. And I don't even do so well. It's like, but there's something. I noticed it with you last night. You speak in rhythm. I could tell. I'm like... I could just move with your voice like, okay. I heard what other people hear with me, and I was like, oh, that's what they're talking about. Oh, and then your tone. You have this, this baritone tone that's just easy to, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I want to know, man, for, for, for yeah, you, sure. how has hip-hop helped to, if, if you would use the words, if you don't, that's fine, mold you, mm -hmm. influence you, teach you, yeah. and even get you to where you are right now? Hip-hop has been a huge influence on me. Um, 
because, I mean, if you look at most of the influential hip-hop artists, Jay-Z, mm. Kanye, I mm. mean, uh, maybe don't include Kanye in that list, but uh, yeah, <laughs> Kim, yeah. Eric B, you look at Wu-Tang, uh, <laughs> I mean, these are all people in groups that really came from a really bad environment yeah. and really molded themselves into models, you know. Mm. So if you look at Jay-Z, um, if you look at uh, Diddy, you know, That's right. those yeah. are those are billionaires now, um, right. <laughs> which is just incredible um, mm. to see that they came from, you know, not yet, not having, you know, to subjecting themselves to sell drugs because that was the only way they could make money because right. um, maybe they had, a, you know, a, a bad rap on, with the law system, so they couldn't get a good job. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe that was the only way they had to make money yes. from going from that. To turning themselves into a business and I'm a business <laughs> man, man. <laughs> and learning to market themselves is just incredible to to see um, that somebody from from literally ground zero, nothing, nothing to their name, could could build themselves into that. So just just from a business act uh, aspect and point of view, that's that's incredible, and, and you don't see that anywhere. You look at other billionaires and millionaires and usually they're coming from a great family mm -hmm. they were given a little money to start with right and then right. they made something roll up after that no like a lot of the people in the hip-hop game have learned to um invest invest their money you know correctly and yes. uh and, and really make their fam familial wealth off of that so mm -hmm. it's, it's really impressive and that's that's a big influence for me mm -hmm. um on the music side yes um I, I mean, just culturally, um, just being always tied to that is is just amazing. Um, to, can you elaborate a little yeah, bit? Yeah, yeah. You know? So, yeah. like, no matter how how many suits I, I'm in or how mm -hmm. many uh, how long I'm at work, I always feel tied to the black community through hip hop, mm -hmm. and um, I feel like that that keeps me level, yes. um, and that keeps me really humble about my my beginnings and where I am now and it allows me to kind of reflect on some things and um, just using and, and when I'm you know going through a rough patch or, or a hard time just having a, a notepad and a pen to oh. just write down some stuff mm. is I mean it's just the the biggest stress relief I could possibly I could possibly get um, so I mean that that really keeps me level and and allows me to come in the next day bright-eyed and bushy-tailed every time. Man, look. Look here, ladies, look, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. We got about three more minutes. Listen here. This isn't a challenge. This is this is a joint. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spit some bars. I'm, okay. I want, I, want, I want Brother Braxton to get some bars ready. You know, um, I'm going to spit, you know, because I do the same thing. I, I, um, it, hip-hop has been an outlet. It's been a teacher. It's been... It's been a lover. It's like when I was lonely, it was like I could listen to Gangstar. I could listen to sure I could even listen to Queen Latifah. You know, uh, you know now. You know, I mean, even Cardi like to just get a booster to hear something like, man, it's beautiful. 
you know, or that's tough. You know, mm-hmm. if I'm if I, if I was angry, Pac all day is like, look, me against the world, man, turn it on, mo- mm. uh, you know. If I want to have fun, Biggie. Yeah. You know, uh, but as a, I was a five percent or two Wu Tang. I mean, I would listen to Rock and Wu Tang. I'm like the God speaking, y'all. That's it. <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm just gonna get, get, get some bars. And I'm gonna, and the, the way that I write, I, I make what's called Save Your Life Music. We say okay. we call it hip hop forestry. Um, Hip hop forestry is one of the models that we came up with, um, and I try to rap about what we go through, where we came from, from time to time. Because I like to speak to us and with yeah. us, not to other people about it. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. I want. I like just talking to us. So he, he, here's one. Um, here's my minority report about what's going on with the poor. No clean water. Got liquor stores. No banks. Good housing. Can't afford. Got drugs. Got guns. Got more. Dope boards, no books, gym floors. Deadpool can't swim, lead in my pores. Contaminated mentally challenged, I'm sore. Getting scholarships, but my body earns scores. I want to use my mind and explore. But cricket scared cops standing at my door. Said I resembled this dude that shot four. But I don't own a gun, but I am at war. Praying about who came after the 44th. President evidence there won't be no more. Black folk for a while not expecting support. You know, so I like to rap about things that we go. Thank you. You know that we go through, and you know, and say it with that intention. Especially if I'm angry about it, you know, because that's one of my rhymes. Like I'm mad about that. You know, like that's the reality. I don't like to call us minorities because there's nothing minor about us. I just use that to bring people in. But um, yeah, no, thank you. You I'll spit a little little drop, drop something too. And and also, when you do that, tell us where we can find your stuff. Because I'm like, (laughs) yeah, no, I'm on, I'm on Apple Music, iTunes, Spotify. Title, uh, all that stuff. Um, well, we got to talk because I am too. We got to talk. We got to talk. Yeah, I'm gonna shoot. Oh, I got you here tonight. Yeah. It's on now. Uh, yeah. yeah. So um, I was on a kind of mini tour last summer. Mm-hmm. Um, did did a, a sh- couple shows in Martha Vineyard. Mm-hmm. Um, was at the Brooklyn Hip Hop Festival. Come on, bro. Was at the Richmond Easton Festival. Oh, so tough. I was I was all over Come the on. place. Come on, you tough. So Come let on. Me, let me drop ouch, a, ouch. drop a couple bars. But that must mean you was with Mos or Talib or somebody. Yeah, yeah. I opened for Mos Def and Talib Kweli. Um, I lived on their tour bus for a week. Stop. That was an interesting Stop. story. <laughs> I, I guess that y'all. Wait, wait. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was that was interesting. I lived on the tour bus for like four days. We did a couple shows together. Um, <laughs> all right. There's some interesting people. We can talk about that all We can talk about that all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right then. I'll drop, drop some bars. Let me see. Came in this game with straight flames, so you know my expectations, dog. An entertainer solely for my entertainment, dog. Because whoever see my story, try to trace it and get stuck in the matrix, trying to pace a case as cases on. College, but long wait for the dinner chasing. Reiteration of Miles Davis in his generation. Penetrating your ears with something kinda new. PT Dove released, the competition felt kinda blue. See these not progressing, they not forward-minded. I full rewinded and reflect on how I got behind it. Used to think I make money off atmospheric science, but I think I'll leave it to my music to go and change the climate. That's a goal at 21. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll leave it there. I'll leave it there. You, 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 got the, you got the jaw dropped. I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. We still in, we still at Yale, so yeah, I gotta cut, Yale, cut it off. It's still early in the morning. Not even that time, Oh my goodness. Look here, everybody. I didn't expect this on hardwood today either, okay? I didn't expect it. I didn't I didn't know that I was gonna, you know, basically turn into funk flex up in here you know, and get the five, you know, death. Thank you, my thank you, thank you so much. I but now I feel like Sway. Okay. Well, Brother Braston, um, 
now that you've uh, shown us some more of your talent, you know, you're a great speaker. Obviously, uh, I appreciate that. you know, obviously got the bar, so drop the mic, but you're a brilliant thinker. Is there, you know, anything, you know, just in this, in this last couple of minutes, is there anything, you know, that I didn't say that you'd like for us to know, I'm, uh, that I didn't ask, or anything that you'd like to share with us and impart to us um, as, uh, you know, as, as you exit the stage? <laughs> uh, let me think. Um... I really can't think of anything right now. Um, oh, so um, I am part of a, a startup company uh, called Bullseye Admissions. Um, and we've created um, an online platform and with an app coming out soon uh, that, allows, uh, that allows high school students, juniors and seniors, to track their college applications and use, like, um, they can create different checklists for different uh, deadlines and, and track every college that they're applying to and mm -hmm. see it all in one place. Um, mm -hmm. And it's really, really getting off, um, jumping off the diving board right now. So um, just just sure. a little slight plug sure. for that. Um, and I hope yeah. with the business development aspect of that. So um, and we also it also has different services where we connect to high school students to mentors. We have a group of over 100 mentors, um, recent college graduates who will kind of walk you through the process. And it's something that I wish I had um, the, the college application process to be specific. But it's something I wish I had uh, applying for colleges because my, my parents were clueless and and, and, and they were educated. educated. <laughs> Brown were too. Same here. Brown were too. Because you know, it changes. So, it's different mm -hmm. with what it, it requires. You're different generation. I just want to say years. that. Even if you, you're not first generation, yep. you don't even realize it's almost like you are because so many mm -hmm. things have changed, it becomes a wall. I'm right. sorry to cut you off. I no, no, no. That's the point, that's, though. Yeah. You know, we think and it's just like, first generation. And it's I not. can't even imagine what uh, students were going through with parents that didn't go to college, you know? So. Um, exactly, exactly. It's, that's not to minimize. It's just right, to say, like, wow. Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so it's it's really um, it's a really good tool. Um, mm -hmm. We we just got a pretty big uh, startup uh, fund um, okay. that that we won. So we, you know, making making great strides there. So just wanted to plug mm -hmm. that in for all the high school juniors and seniors, right. um, or parents with with high school st students and seniors. Look at uh, Bullseye Admissions and college advising, and that's what we do. All right, okay, well, uh, uh, as we close it out, uh, where can we find you? Well, how can we get in touch with you? Uh, yeah. you want to get in touch with what's, LinkedIn, what's your Twitter, your IG, your LinkedIn, yeah. what's up? LinkedIn is Miles Braxton, uh, that's, uh, you just look up my name. Um, B-R-A-X-T-O-N, everyone. Yes, mm -hmm. no C-K. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see, Instagram, milo.case, M-I-L-O dot C-A-S-E. Got it. Um, I'm adding in there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Twitter, not on Twitter as much, but Milo Case Music. Um, I, I try to stay off of Twitter because, you know, I've seen more bad happen on Twitter than good. <laughs> uh, I totally agree. And, you know, I don't, I don't need to get caught up with all that stuff sometimes. So try to try to limit myself to Twitter. Um, that's me. That's gotcha. me. Uh, yeah, but that's okay. that's my social media, and um, if you're interested in talking more about sustainability and um, uh, solar development, um, or interested in in maybe working for Soul Systems one day, um, mm -hmm. shoot me an email at miles.braxton at soulsystems.com, and um, I'll get right back to you. So, uh, really appreciate right. the time, Dr. Easley, right. and uh, really appreciate you bringing me out here and having me on the podcast. That's great. Thank you.
Hardwood is a production of the Yale School of Forestry and Environmental Studies in New Haven, Connecticut. Our producer, engineer, and editor is Chris Perkins, a joint degree student between both the Yale School of Forestry and Environmental Studies as well as the Yale School of Management, where he is getting a Master's of Environmental Management and a Master's in Business Administration. I am Thomas Richard Easley. We'll see you next time. Thank you.